0: Welcome everybody back to Friar Talk. Today we're doing a Padres Diamondbacks series recap. Um, quick two-game series, not not a ton in this one, um, except for we got to see a very, very amazing kind of walk-off sequence by uh, Dahl and Kim uh, in the ninth inning. And, and the Haas and, Kim, Haas and Kim walk-off was really, really remarkable. Super, super exciting. And I think you kind of got to see a little bit Of just the camaraderie of this team, kind of the excitement, the mentality of like having a lot of grit, not really giving up in in these games. Because it felt like you know you allow a home run in the top of the ninth, kind of feels like the game's over. Padres come back, eight nine hitters first to ever do it in the MLB in MLB history, first time an eight and nine hitter have came up in the bottom ninth inning, gone back to back to walk off the game. So it was pretty special to see um, today's game, not that great, kind of rough. Uh, I guess the, the good bright spot in this one was you, was Darvish, looked pretty solid. I mean, he was having a lot of command issues, and he still ended up having a pretty good game, which is which is something that you kind of have to look at and go, okay, Darvish's first started the year kind of an, a different offseason with the World Baseball Classic. Um, he's coming in late. Uh, of course, you're going to have kind of some ups and downs, but he he looked good. I mean, he looked good. He had an effective, effective outing. Uh, went, what, five innings allowed? I want to say two? I want to say one one it was just one okay yeah it was three in that next inning that's right yeah. um and then basically after that the padres bullpen just imploded uh Nabil Krishna had a bad outing uh Luis Garcia had a bad outing I'm trying to think if did anyone else allow a run
1: um Brent Honeywell allowed a run I'm, oh, i i yeah. guess it technically wasn't his i think but yeah he didn't hold anyone
0: yeah so overall i i feel like today was kind of just rough cuz it also seemed like it seemed like the padres had the game in control 5-1 after Xander's home run. Also, I didn't talk about it when you were on last time, Isaac. Xander Bogarts looks like the superstar that the Padres is. stud, like, And I remember, like, because I haven't, I'll be honest, like, before he, he came over here, like, I hadn't watched a lot of Xander Bogarts. I just don't generally watch a lot of Red Sox games. But one of my good friends is a Red Sox fan, and Xander Bogarts was one of his favorite players he basically said like look this guy he's he's a beast like you're like you're not getting like some meh player you're getting a, an absolute monster and xander looks like an absolute monster he's a, he's a hitting machine um and it's funny because it's like oh he has no power he has three home runs three home in all runs. Of those games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so it's like hey he's probably already going to be more like over he's already projected for way more than you know 20 home runs in in a season so Overall, I thought this game, I mean, the series was kind of meh cause just because this game kind of sucks because you don't want to see the bullpen fall apart. Um, but overall, I feel like the series was exciting. I mean, you saw some offense from the Padres this time. Uh, in one game, it took them a while to kind of get going. Um, but today, I mean, five runs pretty early on. Uh, the uh, Austin Nola pop-up in the foul territory was a little bit frustrating just because bases voted. Um, I, who was the right I forget the right fielder's name. Um, but that was a tremendous catch. Oh
1: yeah. McCarthy, I think. Yeah. yeah that
0: McCarthy, that's right. Phenomenal. Yeah. But overall, Isaac, what are you kind of feeling about this series? It's kind of like all of it kind of jumbled together.
1: It was a good series. I thought the offense put on, put on a good showing, put up, what was it? Five runs in the first, in the first game and then like six today. So, I mean, I'm not really ashamed of the offense. It's more so the pitching. Um Ryan Weathers went out there, had a, decent start um he went five innings yeah five innings a lot of two runs it would have been a lot worse if Manny didn't make the catch that he did but five innings two earned and I, I don't think he looked great i thought he looked okay but um he got the job done kind of like we expected him to kind of like we wanted him to um and then of course you got david don hacyon kim um going back to back in the ninth inning winning the game um and i thought the potters looked pretty solid throughout that whole game um it felt like they had a larger lead than they actually did it was only three to one for most of the game but nonetheless they got the job done um, i'm trying to remember who gave up the runs i know weather's allowed to um i'm trying to remember who allowed the other ones i can't remember off the top of my head but of course today um potters are up five to one xander Bogarts took a two run home run to kind of what what felt like he iced the game um allowed the two run or got the two run home run. i thought the game was going to be over but Um, nonetheless, the Diamondbacks, that the the speed, the power that they displayed, I mean, they're a good team, man. Before the, before the series started, I said that they were going to split. I was pretty confident in the split, though. I didn't think the split would be because the Diamondbacks put up eight runs against us. I thought it would be because Zach Gallen Al Duel, you Darvish, and in a, you know, not necessarily a pitcher's duel, but like a 3-2 ball game, 4-3 ball game. And I knew, I had a feeling the Padres were going to win first, but I kind of thought that's how it would play out. Nonetheless, the Diamondbacks offense, Sparks, um, I thought their offense looked great in both games, but they steal a ton of bags today. Um, they are phenomenal gap-to-gap hitting. That's a good team over there, so it's nothing to really be ashamed of. The Rockies and the Diamondbacks have kind of both given us nightmares in the past. Um, the good thing uh, is that we weren't at chase field or else we probably would have lost both games. We're at Petco where we were able to win at least one. Um, but offense was pretty solid. Xander Bogarts obviously was, was great. Um, Juan Soto uh, hit a home run yesterday, got a double today. So I guess he looked pretty good too, uh, but it was definitely the bullpen. Bullpen is the topic of discussion of uh, after this series.
0: Yeah. And, and you asked the, who allowed those runs Uh Stephen Wilson. Stephen Wilson allowed the first one, mm. and then um, Tim Hill allowed the second. Remember, right. Tim Hill had, like, it was, like, two singles where it was, like, kind of, like, lightly hit ground balls into gaps, and it was, like, oh. and then he got Wait, that it? kind of saved. Was, was, it-, it, Brent? was it Brent Honeywell? Uh, today was Brent Honeywell. Brent Honeywell right, had right, one right. today. Right, 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 Tim Hill got actually got out of the jam.
1: Yeah, I think he got out of the gym. I'm pretty sure it was Honeywell. Oh, he let day.
0: a home run though. He let a home run right as the inning started, I want to say.
1: Oh, uh, so. okay. Okay. Got you. Got you.
0: Yeah. Because yeah, that's what made it that's what made it 4-3. But yeah, yeah, I mean So yeah, I mean it was it was it was just the bullpen was not looking too good. I, I think it's interesting. I want to talk about the bullpen first, then uh, then we'll talk about uh Machado after that. Um but overall I feel like with the bullpen it's like you're, you're looking at a lot of guys that are like fringe players in the bullpen like this bullpen is really deep but there are multiple guys that aren't there like Luis Garcia struggling is frustrating um but I feel like Stephen Wilson like he's borderline gonna make the bullpen right going into it all Morahone was there Pomerantz is hurt um Suarez is hurt so you have like three guys that were projected to make the bullpen that aren't there right now so I think with the bullpen a lot of it a lot of it comes down to it, more about. Are you going to get healthy? If you don't get healthy, can you make a couple trades? You're going to be able to make a couple trades for bullpen pieces at the deadline. That's not, that's not really an issue for any team. Like if you're contending and you need a bullpen arm, that's the easiest thing you can add at the deadline. So I don't think it's like, it's necessary to freak out about the bullpen. Um, a lot of the guys have looked, came in and looked really good. And then they just had a couple rough outings so far. Um, but I felt like in the Rocky series, they look pretty good. Um, for the Diamondbacks, though, um, I feel like we need to talk about this. Lizzie commented this right here. The Diamondbacks schooled us in the running game today. Pitchers need to be quicker and check runners often. Yeah, they 100% did. Like, they looked really, really good. Um, they are they have a lot of speed. And, you know, Corbin Carroll, guys, I mean, Corbin Carroll's ridiculous. Uh, but, like, this is a fast team, and I, I think this is something that we were concerned about with the Padres specific to the rule changes. How is that going to affect them? You look at it, Darvish, slow windup. Snell, kind of like slow progression throughout the game. Nola, weak arm. We talk, we've talked, we talked about that so many times of why Campy could potentially take over as a starting catcher this year um, because Nola doesn't have a strong arm. Uh, I want to say it was today the game started out and Nola threw someone out. And maybe that was last night. I forget. Um, but they, he threw someone out very recently, and then that kind of happens, and and they end up running a lot. Kind of, they have, There was the air um, today on Carpenter uh, where he kind of like bobbled the ball and just some stuff like that. But overall, like you felt the diamondback speed a lot. And so I think that's interesting to see how that's going to play out because it is true. The Padres don't have a very like quick, you know, pitching mound to catcher like sequence. It's very, very slow, even with the pitch clock implemented. So I think that's something that's going to, that could potentially hurt them. Um, but w- what do you think in terms of, of like the speed kind of element of the game now?
1: The Diamondbacks looked phenomenal on the base paths. They were able to score from first to third. They were able to steal a ton of bags. They were able to steal from second to third. They looked great, and that's why they were able to come back on us down four and ended up beating us by two. So they scored seven. Um, a few of them went unanswered for a while. We weren't able to get any runners on after for, – for a little while there, we weren't able to get any runners on after Xander Bogarts' home run. So it wasn't necessarily just, um, you know, the Diamondbacks. We also couldn't get guys on. We kind of stalled after that five-run outburst in the first few innings. But going back to to you know what you were discussing, the Diamondbacks super fast team. They're probably going to be amongst the league leaders and stolen bases, and quite a few of those bags were taken off you, Darvish. Safe to assume that is just because of you, Darvish's slow slow approach to the plate. Um, and most of those were you Darvish's fault, of course, it doesn't help that Austin Ola is not good at throwing guys out. That was kind of the topic that we were talking about a lot is Austin Ola's value goes down with these bigger ba- with these bigger bases and the pitch clock. Because he's not going to be able to throw a bunch of guys out as is. So with guys being slow to the plate like Blake Snell, like Joe, like uh, not Joe Musgrove, like you uh, Darvish his value just goes down. Those are the two main guys that he catches, because Campusano can catch Musgrove, and he can catch Martinez, he can catch Waka. The two main guys he catches are slow to the plate, and he can't throw any guys out, and he he doesn't have any power. So, what really is he as a catcher? He's got to be one of the worst catchers in the league, I think. Maybe bottom 10, bottom 15? Um, But, it sounds like I'm consistently blaming Nola, but it wasn't all Nola. Luis Garcia also had a horrific, super slow approach to the plate. Somebody took third on him that ended up scoring a run. Um, a few of these guys in the bullpen do have slow slow timing to the plate, so that's definitely going to hinder the Padres. Um, hopefully that's able to get fixed in the future. The bullpen is not going to be a future problem. Robert Suarez will be back. Hopefully Drew Pomeranz is back. Don't count on it. Um, and we've only been able to use Josh Hader, what, twice? in these six games. So, I mean, he's going to get a lot more appearances. So, I mean, I mean, it's not nothing to worry about when it comes to the bullpen, of course, on the base pass, that is going to be something to worry about just because the guys don't aren't, aren't fast to the plate. Nola doesn't have a good arm. We don't know if campy is going to be able to throw guys out consistently. So there's going to be some worries, just like for every other team, there's worries during the season that can either be fixed at the deadline or can be fixed on the field. In some other way, but right now the Padres' main worry is going to be how can you prevent other guys from taking the extra base, from stealing that base, and not only that, I feel like the Padres have room to be a little more aggressive on the
0: base pass as well. Dude, I'm I'm totally there with you because I I don't know I mean like and it's not like you said it it's not like you're blaming Nolan necessarily it's more like the combination of Nola with Darvish and Snell specifically is just not a good thing for the Padres, like having that kind of steal potential. Um, so I, I think that's something to definitely look at. And I, and I think it's like, it's tough because I think, Nola. I don't know if he's that low on like the catchers because the catchers throughout the league aren't that good, but we even saw like the good elements of Nola today. Got a single drove in a guy in with, I think I want to say it was two outs. Maybe it was one out. Maybe it was two. I forget. But like, yeah, it was two outs. So two out RBI single. Like he does that consistently. He consistently hits sack flies. Like being a, being a bat at the bottom of the order as a catcher, I don't think it's that bad. It's just that he doesn't provide power. and He doesn't throw guys out. And now you kind of put a, more, a bigger emphasis on not being able to throw guys out. And it hurts a lot. Also, it's funny. Cause he did throw a guy out today too, even like with that, but you still felt like the, um, you just felt like the team attacking that a lot too in, in the Diamondbacks. So it's going to be really interesting to see what that looks like. I actually was talking to you and Chase. We were texting about this, but you you bring up the Padres being more aggressive on the base pass. I want to see Azakar get a few more reps, at least like late game, pinch running, whatever it is. I hope we're able to see him on the base pass because you put him in there. Um, And if he's playing in, in right or left or center, I don't know, wherever he's filling in for it, he adds an element of speed, and we, we saw the David Dahl pinch hit home run. I feel like that whole sequence was kind of good because now Azucar did misread that. This is back to Monday's game, um, but Azucar did misread that ball, but then he played it really well after that and made a fantastic catch as a defensive substitution. And then you brought in David Dahl, and he pinch hit a home run in the bottom of the ninth. Um, so I feel like that that kind of combination worked super well for the Padres, which was really cool to see. But I think it's important that they're able to kind of play guys in the in the right positions for this team because there are some guys on this team like i don't know Matt Carpenter, Nelson Cruz that are below average defenders, right? But then you look around you have guys that are like great fielders like an azokar like Grisham, Kim, but maybe they struggle at the plate a little bit and obviously to different degrees. But like you can really adjust this team into like where the situation's at and really emphasize your strengths, which is really cool cuz you don't like we're looking at a stacked roster and it's kind of like greedy right now on the Padres side, but you don't always feel that with a lot of teams in the league. Like you do not feel like, Oh yeah, we can put this guy in here. He can play this specific role and like kind of all that. So I I hope they get more aggressive. I hope we see Azucar kind of coming in, pinch running Uh, when Tatis comes back. Of course, he's going to steal a lot of bags. Uh, I feel like he's going to steal a lot of bags. Honestly, I feel like that's going to be something that we're going to see him kind of maybe increase in his game. At least I hope so. Um, But overall, I I think it'll be really interesting with that. Um, Now, Isaac, real quick, moving on. The Manny Machado ejection. This made absolutely no sense at all. Uh, We see the umpire kind of look at him and, and give him... Well, actually, first, we see Manny call time right before eight seconds. And he called time in the right time to not be a violation. The umpire, I forget his name. He calls him out. And Manny looks at him like, dude, are you serious? It's it's 3-2. It's a 3-2 count. I'm going up against Zach Allen. It's best versus best, right? Ace of one team against the best hitter on another team. And you're going to call me out on a 3-2 pitch. Like, really? And I kind of talks to him a little bit. As he walks away, Manny calls the ump a douchebag. When he calls him a douchebag, he immediately gets rejected. This is a serious problem that I have with baseball. Like, why is an umpire dictating the game where it's, your best hitter against the the other team's best pitcher and you're calling a guy out on a violation that shouldn't have been called and you are so sensitive that he calls you a douchebag and you eject him. Like we're not we're going to like anyone that went to the game today didn't get to watch Manny Machado because the umpire was too sensitive because he got called a douchebag. That's I don't know. To me that is ridiculous. Like am, am I wrong or is that just ridiculous?
1: No, it's it's <laughs> super ridiculous. I mean I get it. Call him a douchebag um but i mean manny called a timeout on time it was right at the eight second mark that's perfect i feel like it shouldn't have gotten to the point that it got to of course it looked like manny was on time he was in the box he called he looked right at him and said time and uh i guess the sign wasn't picked up i don't know what it was but ron was just awful today i feel like there was a few you darvish it was like two-two counts. You Darvish should throw a strike, but it get called the ball. Another incident where Ron Koppel was saying something about "don't do this with my game." I don't know what it was, but he was frustrated at that. At some point later in the game, it was just it was a it was a shit show from Ron Koppel today. And um umpires, as you know, some old heads, some older people won't admit it. Umpires are pretty much a problem in baseball. Not all of them. There are good umpires. Recently, the Padres had a pretty damn good umpire that only missed three calls throughout the whole game, which is fantastic. Um, And we know how umpires... There's definitely an umpire bias against Manny. There's going to be, throughout the league, there's going to be an umpire bias against Manny. Arguably the most hated player in baseball. If they took a poll last year, I'm pretty sure he was the most hated player in baseball. Um, So there's going to be a bias against Manny, so that doesn't work in his favor. But, I mean, I don't think... Manny calls an umpire a douchebag list, not only this incident, but there's been recent history with Ron call before. I'm, I'm sure of it. Um, so that's a problem. Um, ejections are kind of a weird thing because you, you only see players get ejected in other sports. If they do something illegal in the game, arguing with an umpire is not really illegal. Um, but yeah, it was the wrong call. Um, the fans go to watch Manny Machado, not Ron Culpa. Um Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, it's over now. Manny is unfortunately bound to get ejected at least once or twice a year. <laughs> but um, fantastic. I mean, of course, Manny is a fantastic player, but there's always a mess against him due to his uh, his days with the Orioles and the Dodgers for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, I, I like your, uh, your statement at the end there you know, the fans show up to see Manny Machado, not Ron Culpa. Uh, yeah. I feel like, dude, we see this all the time, bro. It's like the fact that you get ejected for something like that, it just it's just stupid. It's just yeah. like really. And it, it was kind of like a – it was almost like a ball don't lie moment at the end when uh, – or not at the end, but the next at-bat, Nelson Cruz comes up and hits a home run, hitting yeah. Manny Machado's spot. And it was kind of like, oh, there you go. Yeah. There you, he shouldn't have been ejected. That was Like that was stupid. So yeah. it kind of felt like that too, which was cool to see. Um, so I don't and since Nelson Cruz came up and hit a bomb like I, I don't feel like the potter is necessarily like we're like screwed out of that game but it was more just like kind of how it felt on the Padres' point of view so yeah it was it was a little bit dumb but I don't know I I just it, you're right though like Manny Machado is is just very disliked and it's just I don't know, what, what, but what do you think about uh, Carlos's comment right here? Trey, there should be uh, conditions to justify ejections, just how there are conditions uh, for challenges, in my opinion. Uh, that's that's kind of what least I to an think extent, too. right? Huh? At least to an extent, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's got to be a justification because throwing throwing somebody out just because they call you a name is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know what rules they could come up with to justify an ejection, especially because like you're not ejecting some scrub. Off the rockies or something like that you're ejecting a superstar you're ejecting one of the top five players in baseball and it seems like for the other top five top 10 players in baseball there's leniency there's like oh i can't throw him out because he's aaron judge or he's mike trout or he's shohei otani whatever other mookie bets i can't throw him out because they're this big of a name but i don't like manny machado so i'm gonna throw him out no matter what um and it seems like that's kind of a theme throughout these umpires. Man, whenever Manny gets in some sort of argument, there's they're looking for any sort of reason to throw him out. It really feels that's in my opinion. It, it's felt like that these past couple of years with him in a Padres uniform. Um, but there's gotta be a reason to justify any ejection other than he called me a name. Um man to man, you know, they everyone calls each other names. It's nothing personal, but um yeah, that, that was an unjustified reason. I think um, I just feel like an umpire shouldn't have so much dictation over the game. It's not his game. Like as much as umpires think it's their game, it's not their game. They're just there to officiate and ne- They're there to officiate and make sure the game is played correctly and make the calls on the field, such as strikes, such as balls, such as who's safe, who's not. They're there to m- make sure the game is being played properly and to make the calls on the field. They are not there to control who plays the game, who gets kicked out or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've always hated umpires.
0: Yeah. And it's just like, dude, and and there's not, okay. You've kind of brought up a few names of like the bigger names. They got ejected. What about the, and I guess it was spring training. So it didn't really matter, but JT real Muto got ejected because he put his glove out. Thought the umpire, and if, if you guys haven't seen this, there's a John Boy breakdown on this, and it is fantastic. But the umpire so basically his pitcher like calls for a new ball, they throw the ball aside, JT Real Muto puts his glove out, like puts it up like this, to get the ball. The pitcher could just says, like, throw it back to me. So JT's looking at the pitcher, puts his glove down. The umpire doesn't throw him the ball, goes to hand it to real Muto, and it hits off his glove. Looks at Real Muto and just immediately throws him out. And Real, Muto, Real Muto's like looking around like, like, wait, did you throw me out? Like, wh- what happened? And he's like, are you talking about my glove? Like, you were supposed to throw it back. And like, you can see him like explaining it. And then right before Real Muto walks off the field, I mean, the umpire knows he looks like a complete idiot at this point. Because Real Muto looks at him and goes, you know, this is my first game I've ever been ejected in. And says, like, I've played in over, like, 2,000 games or something, you know, like, th- 1,500 games, whatever it is. He's played in, like, you know, four digits worth of games. And he's just like, dude, like, this is, like, like what the heck? And he's, like, laughing going off the field. And the umpire just looks like, oh, like, maybe I shouldn't have done that, like, shit. But, like, it's just, like, you see that stuff all the time, man. And it's just, like, I don't know. It's a little bit annoying, dude. But I guess it is what it is. You can't really do anything about it except hope and Hope that there's going to be robo ump's one day. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand behind that. I want there to be robo ump's uh, at some point. We see all these rule changes. I think it would benefit the game. I know some people don't really like it, but it was it was really really like. There's some bad stuff. Also, Devin commented this one. Uh, they find the umpire who called balls off the zone in a college game that was on Sports Center and John Boy. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen this one either, this was in a college game where like, so there's a ball that's like pretty like. Like it's very far out of the zone and the ump calls a strike and the, the guy at the plate looks at him like dude are you serious like no way and it's like at the end of the game there's like runners on they're down by like a run or two in like i think it might have been like a playoff game or so like an important game and he like looks at him like dude that's way off the plate and the umpire like says something to him they throw the next pitch it is almost in the dirt and he called like off the plate almost in the dirt not even remotely close and he strikes him out. And they didn't only, they didn't only find him. They like, su- I, I think they suspended him. Like, I think he is like probably not going to be able to be an umpire anymore because it was that egregious. But it's like, it still affected the game, still ended. It's still, that's, it's the game still went down like that. So it's like, it was just, it was crazy. So yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we're not very pro umpire. I, I don't think we've ever been. I don't think we ever will be. Um, it's just a part of the game. That's like, it, it's like, it's kind of like no one cares about the umpire. Like, I'm sorry, but like, shout out to the guys that are good and that don't have issues but there's just like a bunch of bad eggs it's just kind of one of those situations where it's like we have guys like Ron Culpa and like all these umpires that just aren't good so that kind of stuff gets a little bit frustrating um but outside of kind of umpiring stuff because I feel like I feel like we've gone on that one a, a little bit long well what are your other what are the takeaways from this series you you talked about Weathers a little bit um I didn't I didn't get to start watching that game till like right when Weathers came out so I think I saw like an inning of them so I didn't really watch them but you and chase were kind of saying the same thing that like he looked okay. It was happy to see his, his line and stuff like that, but thought he could have got a little bit more out of hand. Um, Is there anyone though, that you're kind of looking at right now? Like what's going on with this team and anyone specific that you're kind of like, Hmm, I feel like Grisha's looked a little good lately. I don't know what his numbers are, but I feel like he's looked better. What do you think? Yeah.
1: Yeah. At the plate, his approach is a lot better. He's generating a lot more hard contact. Um, last year yeah he generates some hard contact there's a lot of swing and misses for for Trent Grisham but I think his plate approach is a lot better as of right now um, he's hitting a lot more balls to the outfield he's hitting them hard um, he's got two home runs on the year already so Trent Grisham's been pretty inspired I mean his average isn't ever going to be good keep in mind his average will not be good um, it's going to be under 250 probably under 240 I would say um, but as long as he's hitting for power and playing good defense, that's what matters. And that's pretty much what he's doing right now. Um, Ha-seong Kim, he got, he, of course he hit the walk-off, but he had a pretty good series against Colorado as well. Um, Everyone's probably concerned about, maybe not after today, but people were concerned about Juan Soto. um, Hit a home run yesterday, hit a double today. I'm pretty sure he got another hit sometime during this series, but um, he's fine. Um... Yeah, I don't really know who else to talk about, man. It really, it was just the bullpen that faltered because I feel like the offense had a very good showing. The starters, Ryan Weathers and you Darvish, went 10 innings combined, only allowed three runs. Um, Nelson Cruz went deep. Matt Carpenter had some pretty good plate appearances. The offense was great. It was the bullpen, man. The bullpen faltered, and, and we could be looking at four wins in a row rather than than a loss after today um, if the bullpen didn't falter the way they did. And And I don't know what it was. Stephen Wilson, I actually thought, did pretty good yesterday, even though he kind of blew it. But um, he was also asked to do, what, an inning and two-thirds? He's like, he's normally never asked to do that. But that's the thing with bullpen management. It's super hard to manage a bullpen throughout 162. Stephen Wilson essentially had to go that long because um, Bob Melvin didn't want to throw in, Ryan, or what's his name, Tapia, Domingo Tapia. He didn't want to throw him in yesterday. So Stephen Wilson had to go that long. Yeah. Um, And then Honeywell, of course, came in and and finished it. But bullpen management is such a hard thing because it's like, you know, who's available this day? Who's not going to be available tomorrow? If they throw today, how many pitches can they throw? Um, There's so much that goes into the bullpen. That's essentially probably why we had to keep Craig Stammon for so long because we just needed someone. Um, And that's going to be the case with every bullpen, man. It's hard to manage a bullpen, especially uh, after, what, five games, six games in a row. It's going to be tough. So. yeah, the bullpen faltered. We could be looking at four and two, but is what it is. Um, three and three after a six game home stretch, and on to Atlanta.
0: You know, I also feel like early on in the season, I feel like around like 500 or something, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it's not something to be like stressed or nervous about. Um, I think that we see the, we see the talent in this team already, like right away, like right off the bat. Um, so I think it's gonna be really interesting to see what this team looks at. I, I also just like. I can't wait to see the lineup fully there when Tatis comes back because we already like see the glimpse of like, man, like Bogarts is a huge addition. Like this guy looks really good. Manny's not hot yet. I mean, we've all been watching Manny for what, three, four years now, like game in and game out. Um, When Manny's hot, he might be the best player in the league. Like, cause he's very, I don't want to say he's very up and down, but when he's hot, it's like absolutely insane. Like, it, it's He'll just come up and it's like he might hit a home run every game while he's hot. Like he might absolutely just tear the cover off the baseball over and over and over again. So we haven't really seen that that, like we haven't really seen that that much. We've seen Bogarts get really hot. We haven't seen Soto get really hot. Um, Don't have Tatis yet. We're seeing Christian put up some better at bats. Um, Kim looks like, I mean, I don't know. Kim absolutely pimped the baseball to hit the walk off. Uh, Noah's had a couple of good hits. Carpenter's been hitting the ball pretty well. We saw Cruz hit a home run today. And, like, you start looking around, you're like, dude, this lineup is insane. David Dahl pinch hit and came in for a home run. He's, like, the last guy on the roster. Jose Azagar came in and stole two bags in an inning and got driven in. Like, you're just seeing a lot of, like, a lot of production from guys that are, like, super low on the roster that are just being asked to do a tiny bit of stuff. And then also you're you, you're seeing, like, I guess not all your superstars, but you're seeing Xander just, like, go off. And you're fully expecting the same to happen with, Soto and Manny and Tatis when he's back as well, so it, it's just exciting to look at it from kind of a talent perspective. Um, I wouldn't worry too much about the bullpen either. You're gonna see the bullpen blow a bunch of games in the regular season. That's just, just kind of asking Stephen Wilson to go two innings versus one is a lot different, and, and we've seen that with for him specifically. If he comes in and throws an inning, he's a lot better in his first inning than he is his second. Like, we mm-hmm. see this with a lot of guys. Um, this happens with like, I want to say, is it more a hone? This happens with all the time.
1: Oh, dude, he looks good in the first, and then he just it implodes.
0: Yeah, like there's a lot of guys that, that are just one inning guys. So, and we saw that in the playoffs where the Potters Bowl can do it balled out. Also, having like Hater as your your back in like comfort zone, I feel like anytime we're going to be going into the ninth inning, like is we're going to feel good about we it. we win. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and that's a nice feeling to have. You just got to yeah to get there. Um, that's why I feel like today's a little bit annoying, even when you're up five four. Um, but yeah, only other guy Campy. We were texting about him a little bit. I feel like he's looked good. I feel like his approaches look a little bit better. He doesn't have the best plate discipline, but uh, Monday's game, he gets ahead in the count in, uh, in back-to-back ABs. And then after that, um, he has a couple, you know, a little bit of hard contact. I feel like he has hit the ball to the warning track like four or five times already this year, like, like legitimately four or five times. Um, but I've liked what I've seen from Campy. He looks like he can be competent as a defensive catcher, so I think they're going to ride with Campy for the rest of the year as their backup catcher. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? And maybe he overtakes Nola's spot or something like that. But I feel like this is the year like where we're going to see, we're not going to see Campy come up for the first month, and then get sit back, sit back down. We're going to see him on this team like all year. Hopefully, is that what you're expecting too? And and, and what do you feel like you've kind of evaluated, I guess, for him so far?
1: I thought he looked good at the play. I mean, his play discipline can be a lot better. It seems like he's going up there and swinging a lot of balls out of the zone. But when he does make contact, it's not. It's it's no joke, man. He, gets, he connects with the ball, and he connects pretty well. Um, it's much different with Austin Nola. Of course, Austin Nola got an RBI single today, but that's pretty much what the most you can expect from Austin Nola. You don't really expect him to hit it out. You don't expect him to hit it to the warning track. You don't expect him to hit it over anyone's head. Um, you kind of just expect those singles. And don't get me wrong, it's not a horrible thing, but throughout your lineup, you want some power from from top to bottom. And I mean, last year, the Padres had a fantastic run, but maybe some power can help them get over the Phillies. Um, And maybe, uh, I mean, their power wasn't too bad in the playoffs, but 2021, of course, the Padres power wasn't great the second half of the season. And we've had the same catcher back there who hits maybe a few home runs. he's good at calling games. He's been good at calling games, but this year, now you got the pitch com. These guys are starting to call their own games and, and the bases are bigger and there's a pitch clock. It's going to be hard to throw someone out. Um, So hopefully we see Campy going to maybe not a full-time role, but a 50-50 role here soon. I just feel more confident in his bat at the plate, being able to get guys in when, when necessary. Um, Now, of course, he's probably going to strike out a lot. It seems like he's going to be that guy that does swing and miss a lot but when he gets a hold of the ball it's going to be it's going to be pretty fun to watch maybe like a like a mike zunino low average um kind of strikes out a decent amount or maybe a lot um but he hits a, a ton of home runs he hits for for a solid amount of power hopefully you're kind of hoping he's like that um but that's pretty much it right that's the last guy to talk about i mean atlanta's coming up for those of you who don't know in today's weather forecast it's supposed to rain thursday through sunday um i believe when I checked, it was a 30% chance on Thursday. So it looks like they might be able to play that one. Um, we're hoping that they'll be able to at least at least play two. In the event that they do play two, they play in San Diego again in mid-April. I believe around the 17th, Atlanta comes to San Diego. So somewhere around there, they're going to have to fit in a doubleheader because on Saturday is 100% chance of rain. I don't know if it's all day, but hopefully the Potters are able to get in two against the Braves, and, and that's going to be a super fun series. I know the Padres aren't at full health right now, but Snell's going to be on the bump. Um, who Martinez is going to be on the bump? Waka, and I forgot who else, but um, should be a really fun series. The Braves don't have Max Freed. I don't know who's pitching for the Braves, but they've been putting up a lot of runs, and the Padres the last few games have as well. So should be a fun series.
0: Yeah. So let me look through these uh, the matchups. You said it was. Tomorrow, Snell Strider, Martinez, TBD, Waka luka Okay, yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. That's exciting. Hopefully, Snell does a little bounce back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be a, a fun little series. Uh no, yeah, no Max Freed. Freed's out. He's on what, like 15 days IL. He like pulled his handy, right? Something like that. It's not super crazy. Yeah. So I don't know. When do you when do you think we see uh Musgrove? Soon?
1: Apparently, around the eleventh is like the scheduled time period. Um, I don't. know Who do we play on the eleventh?
0: Um, eleventh. I'm going to the game on eleventh. It's the Mets in New York. So yeah, hopefully the eleventh, dude. Hopefully the eleventh. So that is
1: that is if I remember correctly, that is oh, his scheduled first start.
0: Dude, if it's the eleventh, it's in New York.
1: It's in New York.
0: No, that's good though because. We know what happened last time. Oh, I hope so, dude.
1: That's going to be a super fun storyline for us Padre fans. But yeah, that's when he's scheduled to be back, um, the 11th against the Mets. I believe he pitched today somewhere. And uh, for those of you who don't know, today's the AAA return of Fernando Tatis Jr. He's beginning his rehab assignment, going to be back. Okay, so let's say the games do get rained out. The only way Fernando comes back on the 20th is if they somehow get two double headers in that short amount of time against Atlanta. Otherwise each game that gets canceled from here on out is a, is a day delayed of Fernando Tatis Jr. Coming back because he's not scheduled to come back on 420 because of, I don't know how many days he suspended. It's games. he suspended a few more games. So um, could see him back on the 21st, could see him back on the 22nd, but as of right now, if two games get canceled out and they're only scheduled to do one doubleheader, I would count on the 21st.
0: Hey bro, I'm looking at this weather right now. So in Atlanta on Friday, it says it's raining basically the entire day on Friday, right? Because you can look at the weather app where you can like click it and see like what times it's raining. Literally all day on Friday, all day on Saturday. And Sunday, let's see. Probably going to be all day on Sunday as well. Actually, no, Sunday it's not. It's raining not till later. So you said like two get two out of four, you were thinking. So maybe, okay, this is what I could see though. They could play one in San Diego and do a doubleheader on Sunday. That would be something they could do. That's the only way that they could do it. Else, Also, it's kind of weird too because like if they don't do it right away, like I don't know if the Braves and the Padres play again after this first little bit because now the schedule is so spread out, like you're not playing the NL as much as you used to be. Um, so maybe they're not, maybe they don't play them and they kind of have to do it, which they might end up doing. So that'll be interesting.
1: They have to, they don't play them again after this, this April.
0: So they got to do something like that. And maybe they would even, I wonder, maybe they'd even move something where they do a doubleheader this Thursday too, because it's not, apparently it's not raining on Thursday. That's what the, that's what the weather says right now. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what it looks like. But yeah, I mean, uh Outside of that, I think it's a it's an okay start to the season. Of course, you want your guys to start out super hot. Uh, if you guys saw Bleacher Report drop the uh, power rankings, and the Reds were ahead of the Padres. <laughs> because apparently the guy that made it decided that it made sense to use rectates, records in the first five games to dictate who was in the top ten. I think the Rangers are like at three. The Rays are at one. The Reds are up there. Shit, the Pirates might even be up there. I'm not sure. But, like, it was it was a joke. I mean, you had the Reds, at it's a top 10 team. <laughs> um, but, yeah. All right, guys. I, I feel like that's probably it. Um, we'll be back. So I, I think we're going to start doing kind of going back to our old schedule. We're posting some segments throughout the week. I'm going to keep doing our series recap. So we'll for sure have a series recap on Sunday. I'm assuming that we're going to have some type of videos up uh, throughout the week, a couple of different things like that. Um, but besides that, I mean, looking looking forward to this Padre season and and I feel like we're a little bit more busy this year than we have been in past seasons but we're going to be covering the team pretty much the same that we've been able to do in the past um the live streams are super fun so uh we'll keep doing those and we'll keep doing every series recap for sure um and then a a bunch of other stuff that's kind of whatever's going on you know whether it's is this guy gonna get traded you know should this guy start over this guy any kind of news discussion stuff like that we will make sure to post individual videos and, and segments on that as well so Uh, With that said, though, thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. Have a good one.